1: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Yowza. (laughs) Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Corey Friedman, and the unlucky Hawaiian shirt on Cody Del Mendo. Uh, 19-5. We'll get into some of the ugly numbers as the losing streak now goes to nine in a row, 15 games under 500. Uh, have you guys ever been so sick with the flu that you had upchucked so many times you had the dry heaves? Yes. That's how it felt tonight.
2: Yep. Like full body dry heaves. Woof, Luke. <laughs> I mean, boy. Wow. Wow. Uh, this is it, team Luke, is is this, uh, is, this, is this competitive, do you think? I is this what I don't know like? who
1: would qualify this as no. competitive, but if you want to say that, they are now 59 and 103 in their last 162 games. 59 and 103. The Reds started the season three and 23. They're a half game behind the Cubs. Three and 23. And they're on the Cubs' heels. This is Started the worst five-game stretch of Cubs baseball I've ever seen in my life. Think about that. I'm 50. I can't imagine I've
2: seen a, a stretch of games this bad. It would be hard to imagine, but this the run differential is more than 12
1: absurd. runs a game they've yeah. allowed in five games.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: I tweeted from the Cubs Twitter or the CHGO Cubs Twitter account when it was 16 to five. That uh, over the nine-game losing streak, it's it was eighty-one to twenty-six, uh, but then after the Padres scored more in the ninth and made and scored what nineteen, I think it's eighty-four now. If I'm doing math correctly, eighty-four to twenty-six, so not good. Yeah, uh, Luke, I, I don't. I, I we've been making jokes <laughs> for so long, dude. I'm just. I'm just like I'm. I think I'm starting to hit to hit the anger, the the like the, you're going the, you're ramping back up on I'm, the. Anger. I'm getting angry, man. Like, listen, you know, what pisses me off is when the Cubs lose. Like when they were like when we when they were you know somewhere between nine games under 500 or less. Mm-hmm. You know for that basically the month of April and May, and I would get excited when they win. And people were like, oh, this team stinks. Like, just wait. Or if they lost and I got pissed off about it, they're like, well, we're tanking this year. And I'd sit here and I, you know, I was trying, trying to, you know, have, like, just have some sort of optimism for this God forsaken baseball team that I have cheered for for 31 years. And, like, now. Like this nine game losing streak on top of the three and 14 stretch that happened in May all together with everything is just like I've, I've now got past the sulking and the just like self-loathing and I'm back at the top where I'm angry again because like I, I feel like I've said it every show. We do not deserve this. We do not deserve this. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, I can't frame it any other way. The Cubs, they should be better than this. They should have done more in the offseason. They should. They, 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 there's so many things they could have done. There's so many things they could have done to avoid this, and now they look like a national embarrassment. And you know what? Before 2015, 2016, it would have been fine. You know why? Because I grew up with it. Corey grew up with it. You grew up with it. Would have been it's. It was normalized yeah. when Theo and Jed came in. When when Tom hired them and Theo came in, he said that we're going to change the culture. We're going to make free agents want to come here. We're going to put a. We're going to do our best to put a winner out there every year. Every year, it has been six years, five, six years, whatever. I, since they won the World Series, it should not be like this. I understand not making the playoffs, not like, not just generally being a good team, but this is this is literally a national embarrassment. A national embarrassment. Like, like for a few moments, I got up for Frank Schwindel pitching because I love watching position players pitch. I got up for a little bit. And then he gave up more runs, and it just reminded me of how angry I already was. Like, this is, this is a national embarrassment. And after what Theo did when he came here, and those guys won the World Series, and we even had more winning seasons after that, to now have this, it is a disgrace. It is a slap in the face to the season ticket holders who overpaid for these tickets that they are selling on StubHub for half the price every night? It, I'm just angry. I'm angry because there is no like there are very few teams in baseball as loyal as the Cubs fan base, and this is this is not it. This this the what. What we've seen over these last nine games and just in general this year, this is not how Cubs fans should have to feel after winning the World Series literally less than a decade ago. Literally. So that's, like, that's my problem. I get it. I get that this was supposed to be a retool, rebuild, or just, uh, you know, a year where we're exploring, trying to figure out who's no, going to no, no, be part no, no. of the next
1: team. Competitive,
3: competitive. I get it. I, I I understand that it was not going to be a World Series caliber team, but to be at the bottom of the league, to be in this market and be at the bottom of the league, we've made the jokes off air, Luke. But yes, we should have brought the freaking like paper brown bags and wore them on the show tonight because the Chicago Cubs are a national disgrace and an embarrassment. And it pains me. It absolutely pains me to sit here and trash my favorite baseball team night in and night out now because I have nothing left to try to spin into anything positive. I got nothing.
2: Nothing.
1: Corey, how do you feel as a season ticket holder? Uh,
2: Poorly. Uh, But (laughs) I I think it's, you know, we've just kind of reached the point where, and it goes to Cody's point, like there was a a time earlier in the year where, like, the the team wasn't good, but the games were more competitive. It seemed like there was stuff to lean into. And because they didn't add in the offseason, they didn't build depth, they didn't really put together a competitive team, as soon as guys get hurt or people uh, start performing poorly, whatever, it turns a probably bad team into a total dumpster fire that you're looking at now. And it's it's a complete mess. I mean, you see it on Twitter and the comments we're looking at here on YouTube. Um, you've got Frank Schwindel pitching every other game now. They're yeah, giving he's like up, a piece
1: of the bullpen now.
2: They're giving up scores that rival uh, like the Bears defense on a nightly basis double digits 18
1: 19 every and 20 every night
2: I mean it's every other night
1: that's supposed and, to be like every two
2: decades you get a yeah. game that's like 18 runs they've allowed 18 19 and 20 it's 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 rather embarrassing and it gets to the point where you just have so many people, and, you know, we're, we're here talking about the team. We're covering the team, so we're going to be paying attention. We're going to be watching, but it is a struggle to watch this team. And, and the fact that they couldn't even give us that, right? They couldn't even give us a team that is interesting to watch, like worth tuning into, even if we, ha- we all had lower expectations, and it's worse, Then we get, we, a lot of us were willing when we came on in the off season, we weren't happy about it, but we tried to understand what they were doing. We tried to give them some benefit of the doubt and go into this season and just kind of accept where things were, look toward the future. Maybe this could be interesting, whatever. And we're lower than that. We all lowered the bar and it's, it's way worse than even that. It's, it's embarrassing. Cody's right. It's embarrassing on a nightly basis uh, you you tweeted out a poll of which loss was worse, and, you're and that's gonna, when it
1: was at like twelve runs. You're
2: gonna have to put out a new poll every series. Uh, they, they're gonna get, they're gonna outdo the worst game. I mean, I thought that Reds game that we watched where they lost what twenty to five on the yeah, road in that right. Red series. I thought there's no way we ever watch a game that's worse than this. And they're like, all right, bet. Like, hold on, it, like, hold let's my see beer. What we got in. It's it's terrible. Hold it's my twelve dollar
1: beer. Is it twelve dollars? How much is it? something like that. Yeah. 12
2: by fourteen. Depends if you spring for the, uh, you know, the IPAs or whatnot. Right. Right. Right.
0: And the, uh, special Wrigley field koozie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's just, you know, I, we went into this with a little positive outlook after last night, trying to, you know, spin zone it into something positive. Caleb Killian's going to pitch. He struggled with his control. Um, Caleb Killian starting and struggling in his second major league appearance so quickly became not the story of this game after he left that, again, like, you know, my buddies texted me, like, Schwindel's got to get five days rest here because he's pitching so often. Like, what? He's got a better ERA than some of the guys on the team the last couple games. That's not good.
2: Everything about it is embarrassing.
3: Everything. Everything. Everything
2: about it is embarrassing. The fact that they they can't, in half these games, they can't even have somebody come out of the bullpen to prevent a game from getting from 10 runs to 15 runs or whatever, that we have to keep turning to Frank is embarrassing in its own right. You yeah. know, like, it, it, they, I mean, they brought in everybody tonight, just everybody, giving up hits, giving up runs. It's, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. Uh, Eric Stout was one of the few guys to get some outs, finally,
1: in the bullpen tonight. And, you know, at one point I joked, I was like, geez, they, the only way to make the fans happy at this point is to bring Soriano out of the stands and let him pitch. It, was, it was outrageously couldn't bad. Couldn't have been any worse. I I want somebody to do the work for me. That's how depressing it is, like, for the stats. Like, somebody go find me. What team has given up more runs in a five-game stretch than this? Forget the offense. Like, we were saying at one point, Cody, like, oh, you know, some days the offense goes off and then the pitchers can't do it. And then sometimes the pitcher has a good game and we can't score a run. No, 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 this was... But again, they did lead what four to two in this game.
3: Yeah, they yesterday. Led 4-2 the, then...
1: Yesterday they led five to nothing, and they lost twelve to five. Today yeah. they led four to two, and they lose nineteen to
3: five. Jesse Rogers did tweet right before the game ended. Uh, this is the first game in Padres history where all of their starters recorded a run scored and an RBI in the same game. And the Cubs are the first team to allow 18 runs in three games in a season since the 2008 Rangers.
2: So. Yeah, I mean, the Padres had 21 hits tonight. Yeah, very cool. And uh, how many walks? We also got love a, helping teams uh, set records on a series yeah. by series basis.
3: We also got a super chat we didn't mention it uh, from uh, Lil Yumper. Oh, Lil Yumper, 4.99. Yeah, yeah 4.99. Shout out to him. Uh, he says, "I'm here for Cody." Fire emoji bomb. That might have been, like, my an all-time rant for that was me a right good there. rant. Yeah, you were yeah. upset. Yeah. I still am, man. Like, yeah. it's just like, the reason that, you know, this team is what now? 15, 16 games under 500? 15 games under 500. And we got 54 people in the chat, 56 people in the chat watching right now, and the, and the chat is going after a game where the Cubs lost 19-5. to if that doesn't tell anyone how much people care about this baseball team, then I, I don't I don't know what does. Like I, I know the Bulls, Bears and the White Sox sh- shows today had triple digits, but we know that the Cubs aren't aren't good and the and they're 16 games under 500, but even like even at this point, even at this point, when you see these numbers at 1115 at night, on a random-ass freaking Wednesday, like, that says something. That says how much people care. And the fact that it just feels like, at least, that ownership doesn't. It feels like Jed doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to evaluating talent because, again, I talked myself into thinking that maybe some of these guys they brought in could be something, or at least help them get along. I know injuries have been a big part of it, and I but I... But every team has injuries. So at the end of the day, you have to to hold the front office accountable for that. And then you have to hold ownership accountable for, again, not doing enough. When they had the three guys last year, I know right now this year, none of them are having good years except for you can argue Rizzo. I know it. And maybe the Cubs are going to be better off without them one day. But. When they did have them, and they were at that time playing well, and I'm talking about 2019, 2018, 2019, they didn't spend enough then. I mean, it's been a catastrophe since the moment Juliana Zobris decided that she was going to go cheat on her husband. It really has been. It really has been like that's that's really been the moment that any that nothing has gone fully right for the Chicago Cubs. And it all starts with the fact that they didn't do enough in the offseason to help supplement their
2: roster. That is it. When I think what like is really enraging at the moment and why we keep kind of making the sarcastic joke about the phrase competitive, right? Is because they all like they're they just bullshit us the whole time, right? Like, there were ways I don't expect them to come out and be completely forthright with everything that's going on, but the constant insistence, and I know you bring this up a lot that this isn't a rebuild, don't call it that, this and that. You know, we do think the team is going to be competitive, like, at least shoot us all straight if this is what's going to happen because now you're looking at this and I understand how things have played out, but you start to wonder like, all right, well, if you legitimately thought this group was going to be competitive, now we have to ask some questions about your ability to run a front office, right? Because this team is a mess. They have no depth. And as Cody said, like injuries happen to every team, right? Don't the, the, the folks on the South side don't want to hear us complaining about injuries. Right. And like, that's going to happen. You didn't prepare for that, and, and you weren't prepared for a lot of things. And you look at someone like Jonathan VR, right, who had been coming off a good year, looked like a pretty good signing, but we're just looking at numbers on fan graphs. They're the ones that signed him. His speed is gone His defense has been terrible. He's been terrible at the plate. That's their job. I don't get paid to scout that when I have a guy do a physical or watch him work out or anything. They do. They signed a guy that stinks, right? So that's where it gets really frustrating. Like I said, we all lowered our expectations, but we get lied to, we get misled. And if they really believe that, that this was supposed to be a competitive group in this division, which, I'll remind everybody, isn't that good. No, it's bad. The Cardinals are leading the division. They're, what, seven games over five hundred. You don't have anybody running away with this division. Nobody's great in this division, and you are in la- You should be in last place. You're close to last place, three right? Three of the
1: worst teams in baseball, and the Awful. Cubs happen
2: to be one of them. And so if you thought this group was going to be competitive, which we got insisted on over and over and over again— Either Jed, either they were lying to us, which is probably what it is, or like Jed, I, we have to start asking questions about what they're doing and whether they know what they're doing because this team is not even close to competitive. They have their first baseman pitching every other day. I, I'll He's you, got more appearances in the last week than David Robertson does. Frank Schwindel. Yeah, that's not, not good. That's not good. That's not the. That's not the mark of a competitive team. It's the mark of a
1: joke. I gotta tell you what, I was thinking about this halfway through the game tonight. I always thought Theo left because he didn't want to trade away those guys that were his guys. He didn't want to be around, he knew it was coming. It was inevitable finally. They they should have done it a year or two earlier. And he didn't want to say He didn't want to have to be the guy to call Rizzo and be like, we traded you. Brian, we traded you. Buy as we traded you. I'm starting to think he didn't want to be around the stink. It's like it's like it's like when you go by a skunk, if you go close enough, all of a sudden you start to smell like it too. I'm starting to think he just wanted to get as far away as possible because he saw this coming. He knew they were trading away, and he was told, We're not going to spend very much money. And it's going to get bad. Real bad. He knew what the talent level was. This is.
2: It's just. It, it's, I don't know how
1: you see this team being good even in two years. It's just hard Those to guys piece are together far
2: what, like, what they're doing and when. What exactly is the situation when you can't trust what they're saying or, or thinking, and that's not. A, you were not even getting into the. We we end up having questions about the roster and why guys are on the team, mm-hmm. why they're still here, why other guys aren't here, and we don't get answers on that either. They won't even give us straight answers on that. So yeah. it it does it does start to beg questions like that, where you do start asking like, yeah, maybe that is why Theo left. And I kind of didn't really buy that because you look at someone like Carter Hawkins coming over, and where I would is he. Uh, well, they never, they never talk. They never say anything, right? Those they only guys do need those to be interviews. front and center yeah, tomorrow. They, they have for the day game. They need to be, they need to be out there. That's what I'm saying about the transparency. And I know that front offices always just give team speak, coach speak, right? They don't, they're not going to tell us everything. Of course not. But what they, what they have sold us for years just does not line up with what we see on the field. And it didn't for years when Tom would say. We're going to spend every cent to win the World Series, and then they wouldn't do that, right? And this is a completely separate mess. And I think you're right. I think they have to address this. This has gotten to a level that it is a complete joke. I mean, I I know I'm in the minority
1: when I say I like Tom Ricketts as a person. In general, I think I do believe he's been a good owner. This is unacceptable. And so I would like to hear what Tom is thinking about it i I want i do want to hear from him before the all-star break like tom is this what you expected for competitive did did you expect something different this season too and is this acceptable how long if it's acceptable how long is it acceptable like when do you expect this team to actually compete for the division title compete for the pennant compete for a world series
2: it won't happen they 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 don't even do they wouldn't even do the panel at CubsCon. I don't think he'll ever speak to us again, frankly. I, I I just don't think they care. What's what's the most upsetting, at least to me, is that most of us, like, we would we want them to be competitive for the World Series. That's where they should be. That's what the market is, that's what we were promised, that's what the ticket prices suggest, yada yada, right? But like I would on a nightly basis, be completely content if I just genuinely believed this team could be a playoff team. I, I, my whole life, I never really asked for more than that. I wanted them to win the world series. And this is, I mean, so far from that, they can't even give us like the little crumb that we, you know, however many they're, they're advertising, what, 29,000 ish. For these games when they do the attendance. So it's less than that, but that's probably what the paid is. Like, they'd get the rest of the stadium full if people just believed, yeah, this could be a playoff team. Like, they're interesting. They're worth going to these games. They're literally so bad that that many people are like, no way. I'm not spending it. You can get in for $6 on StubHub, and people still won't go.
3: Yeah. I'm reading some of these comments as they keep coming in. Um, you know, kind of, and a lot of them are kind of based off what we've all been saying. You know, there's some Theo slander in here. There's, you know, some obviously some Jed and Tom slander in here, and and all of that. And I, there's just not one particular person to blame when it comes to the front office. Nope. Like there is yeah. a full blame Dude. for a lot of people. Like yeah, Theo, he he set the culture. He he was the starter. He was the person who came in and brought the people that helped the Cubs become a winner. And, yeah, he made mistakes. No doubt. There's, and every, every VP of Baseball Ops does. But, again, he, he, he laid the groundwork. And to start off for Jed, what he left for Jed, it is off to a rough start. Yeah, he's made some trades, for really young dudes who we're not going to see at least majority of them for at least 2 years and now like that we have to wait but that like I said last night if you can get some young guys up on top of making some free agent moves and then also I felt like it in the second half of last year i felt like they found some just solid major leaguers out of rafael ortega and patrick wisdom and in, in a f- in a few other bullpen arms i mean efros pitched last year and we've seen bright spots from him and then like if they were to just like again just done it all better or done a little bit more this team would not be this bad and i know this team is depleted with injuries right now but, like, when you DFA Clint Frazier and play Jason Hayward every single night after, you deserve to just keep losing yeah. because you tell us that – or you, you, d- you don't tell us, but the fans want to see young guys play because we have basically conceded the fact that, yeah, we're not good this year. We're not going to make the playoffs. So show us the guys who could potentially be on the next great Cubs team. Instead, we're rocking – Freaking Jonathan VR, who, okay, he had a nice game tonight, whatever, doesn't freaking matter. And Andrelton Simmons and playing Jason Hayward every night in right field. It's like it's little things like that that just add on to the anger of not doing enough in the offseason. That's like, that's the thing that is really making me the most angry because yes, I've conceded that yes, this team isn't going to make the playoffs, but we can't even watch young guys. The only young guy we get to watch is Christopher Morrell every night. Thank God they're actually playing him. I'm actually kind of
2: surprised. Well, we're just lucky he didn't hit a slump or they might've decided not to keep him too. When that's the thing, like, and and it's not always to dogpile on Hayward there. I don't want to see Simmons. I don't want to see VR. I don't want to see Hayward if they're old and they're not going to be on whenever the next good team is, they shouldn't be playing, right, or tradable, which none of the three are. It's completely pointless to be doing this. And they won't even give us a straight answer on that. Ross's answer when they DFA'd Frazier, somebody asked him, you know, would you have, you know, what was going on? Would you have considered not playing Hayward? His only answer was, no, he wasn't going to play against righties because those at-bats are reserved for Hayward. That's not an answer. That's not an answer on the process. The, the follow-up question to that is why, and they won't answer that. You just are trotting out a bunch of mid-30s guys with 550 OPSs on a nightly basis, and you try to balance that with, I like what they're doing with Caleb Killian. They're bringing him up. They're taking the opportunity. Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, you're using this time productively, right? It doesn't square with some of the other decisions. They're like half, half in on it and half out which is not a good place to be, right? This season is lost. This team is awful. Just go full throttle into, all right, we're going to give guys an opportunity. We're going to see what they have. Forget about some of these guys. It just there's isn't worth it. And I, it, it, four it guys makes the in whole Iowa thing right so much more frustrating. So much more frustrating to deal with because it just feels like some of this is a complete waste yeah. in what they're doing. Exactly, the time is being wasted, and it doesn't have to. You don't have to have a guy in AAA that is a sure bet to come up and do well. Who cares? Who
3: cares? Yes.
2: Legitimately, who cares at this? There's four off, There's four
3: position players in Iowa right now. I can think of off the top of my head that would that would at least get fans more intrigued to watching the Cubs. Nelson Maldonado, uh, Velasquez,
2: the Nelsons.
3: Yeah, Nelson Velasquez. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't think of his first name for some reason. Uh, Crook, no, I can't say his first yep. name, yep. and then Jared Young. That's four guys give under thirty yeah. who you could just call up and just play, and you can, and, and you have so much season left. You could just see what happens. That honestly, for the diehards at least, would give give us something to get excited about to go with the the young pieces they already have, and that's going to answer more going into the off season. That like that's what blows my mind on why. They're playing guys like Simmons, MVR, and Hayward, and right after you DFA Frazier, who again, yes, we don't know if he would have been an everyday guy on a good team one day, but like at least he was young, and he actually hit better than him. It's just like it's little things like that, and you get that all that stuff that that boils over, and then a nineteen to five loss on your home diamond. In, a, in, the, in, the, in what seems like a, the middle of a nine-game losing streak, because it doesn't feel like this is going to end anytime soon. It's, it's it, like, when is it going to end, Luke?
1: It ignites <laughs> the rage. And I'm telling you, Cody, this is, I, I, I know nobody wants to hear it. It just might get worse. It just might get worse. I'm convinced they're losing over 100 games. 2012 was 101 losses this team is going to lose 101 games. When they trade Wilson Contreras and Robertson and, I don't know, maybe Kyle Hendricks and Ian Happ and all of them, this team will lose over 101 games. They've got a real good chance to be the worst team in baseball. I didn't see it being that bad at the beginning of the season. No, I knew it was going to be bad, honestly, but I didn't know it was going to be that epically bad. This and and that's why I want to see com- somebody come out and, and talk and say, this is not acceptable. Yeah, What we did is not working. And we are the ones that have to face it and fix it. Because I don't blame Jonathan VR at this point in this, his career for being not a very good baseball player. Yeah, I, I don't blame guys that aren't ready when they're called up that don't perform super well. I... I I don't blame Hayward, who didn't even play tonight. Yeah. Like, he, he came in and was in the outfield at the end of the game, but you can't blame J- Jason Hayward for a 19-5 to loss. Right. But I can blame the guys that put together the roster.
2: Yeah. When we have some, you know, there's some questions in the chat. I mean, we can evaluate David Ross on another day. I don't really think there's a point now. Um, whatever you think of him, like – there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't control, you know? There isn't really a way on a lot of these nights to write out the lineup in a successful way, right? This isn't a Tony LaRusso situation where there's a clear, like, you know, loss coming from the manager's spot. Right. Like, what's he supposed to do, you know? In a lot of ways, it's, it's pointless. Like, David Ross is not responsible for this. I'm not telling you you have to think he's a good manager. I'm still evaluating that from my personal perspective. I don't know. But, like what on earth is he supposed to do here? Well, I look, I look at Isaac
1: on the chat here, and he says, wait till we find out we overrated the prospects. Isaac, I tell you, if that happens, it's going to be a complete dumpster fire. I will say this. Everybody, everybody seems to think these prospects are good, including prospects talking about other prospects. They're not, there's no infighting. They're not fighting each other. Get, they all believe that this is, Going to be a really good team at some point when all those guys get ready. The problem is, it's a ways away. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a ways away, and it isn't happening this season. And it shouldn't be this bad. I think I know on this panel it was accepted that the right move was retooling the roster, trading guys away, rebuilding the farm system, not just guys that are ready to come up, but guys at all levels, so it doesn't happen again. So you've got 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21, 22, 23. You've got a decent spread of prospects coming up. They're much higher rated than they have been. You've rebuilt the farm system. The problem is we were – Cub fans were okay with it being outrageously bad when Jed and Theo did it, and it had been 108 years because the promise was we'll get there. They got there. They went to the NLCS three years in a row – for it to bottom out this badly, this quickly, and to look worse than it did actually, potentially, before they even got here, is unbelievable.
2: Yeah, well, and, and the, at the time, kind of going back to what I was saying before, Theo laid that out for us. He told yes. us straight up, we're going to be bad for yes. a little bit. Here's the plan, buy into the vision, and it worked. They won a World Series, right? What we're getting now is something completely different. We were not at all sold a bill of goods that this was going to be a 100-plus loss team, right? Right, And that's what we're getting, and that just makes it worse. And on the prospect thing, I I, I don't think we're overrating the prospects. I, I think they did well in those deals, I I think that the system is in a good place. I think they're doing good work there. The problem with that though, and you can look around to a lot of teams and look at this, is that rebuilds and prospects and all of that, it's a it's a gamble. It's a dangerous game, right? Guys get hurt, mm-hmm. you know. Brennan Davis is our top prospect. He had a back problem. You know, there's it's not anybody's fault. It happens. These risks come with the territory. And so the, 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 the spending needs to be there from the higher-up portion of the organization to ensure that the team is good because you can't just rely on that.
1: Prospects are a gamble. You said that. And Ryan Herrera is ready to jump on real quickly, Cody. What did you bet on? Please tell us there's something positive there.
3: All right. Well, I did bet Cubs money line first three innings, and they led 4-2 to two after three innings. So the Cubs did win me something tonight. And then I did bet Padres' money line for the entire game. And uh-huh. for some godforsaken reason, those people in Vegas really thought the Cubs would win tonight. I can't explain that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went 2-0 on that. I, I did have strikeouts on Killian, and he didn't record one, so I'm just going to forget about that one. Anyway, made, them, made the bets on my favorite app. It's called Points Bet. It's uh, the best way to support CHGO, C- and if you use code CHGO when you sign up and you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership and it unlocks all of our web content, and you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, just like the shirt that Luke is wearing. It's super soft, and it, uh, it's sick drip, uh, like as me, we like to say super it. super soft. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting, even having new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And uh, if you've been under a rock, I've said this the last couple of days, if you've been under a rock, online sign-up is available in Illinois. Has been since March. It's a beautiful thing. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now if you don't have it and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. If Luke can do it, so can all of you. And he did it. It's really unbelievable mm. with how he uses technology. Uh, so, if, again, if he can do it, so can you. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for mm. once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with... Points back, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Here's another pick-me-up. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. It delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. You'll feel more alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, include CBD in your daily routine, can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is Trava's all about quality. Small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. They also offer uh, concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage of effective benefits. And CHTO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase. Using the code CHGO25, that's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save. With the Strava Coffee Club, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees. Have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Cody is all in on it.
3: Yeah, I just got. I just uh, subscribed or to the coffee club and uh, used the code. And uh, all I can say is, uh, from my how I would review it, is it has really helped me sleep better. So if you're having trouble sleeping,
1: it's good stuff. There's a Cubs joke in there somewhere, but uh, I'll let that one slide. (laughs) Let's bring it in. Cubs are
2: not helping me sleep. That's for sure.
1: Or they are. During the game, one uh, of the two.
2: Ryan's coming into a line Here comes Ryan. Here. Sorry,
1: Ryan. Uh, Hello. So, how fun was that clubhouse after the game?
2: Um, define fun,
0: uh, because whatever That's your a... definition of it, it, it was well below, well below that. <laughs> no, it was, it was not a fun, fun clubhouse. Not a happy clubhouse. Uh, which how can it be? It's it's a nine game winning, nine game losing streak. Excuse me, I misspoke. Nine game losing streak. Just got beat. Nineteen to five after getting blown, you know the the brakes blown off you the night before after getting the brakes blown off you a couple of days prior to that in New York it's like it's I mean it's obviously a tough stretch by any stretch of the imagination like it, it's hard it's a, a nine game losing streak tomorrow you got Musgrove I think tomorrow it could I mean that could very well be ten and then you got Atlanta Braves who are the hottest team in baseball mm-hmm. coming at town over the weekend like it's it's not it's not a lot of fun to be. To go around right now, um, yeah. It's, it's not not a fun clubhouse, not a happy clubhouse. But it's tough to, I don't know, it's tough to expect anyone to have a smile on their face after you know getting beat like that.
1: I don't. I mean, we've said this. I don't know how it's going to stop before it gets to thirteen. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. But baseball is a funny sport. Um, it's going to stop. You know, did da- did David Ross say? I don't know anything. Just to, what? What's their response when you, when you, they look at the numbers and and you see that they've scored? You know they've allowed eighteen, nineteen, twenty, sixty-one runs in five games. Like, what are they going to do? How are they? How are they going to react to this?
0: <laughs> I mean, he he kind of we kind of asked him asked Haps kind of how you like refresh and not put too much pressure off yourselves or how they put, you know not put too much pressure on themselves um, just going through the streak. And, I mean, no one had, has the answers, like Ross kind of said himself. He's like, I wish I had a magical answer that could end it. Um, it's just a stretch where – and we thought, I think we talked about it the last couple of days where was, if, you know, the starting pitching, you know, Justin Steele was good on Monday, Cal Hendricks gave you a chance yesterday, the bullpen imploded, right? Um, or you talk about Justin Steele being good on Monday, but the bullpen and the offense were bad. Or the offense was bad and the uh, not the pitching. It's, it's, it's never all everything working in sync right now uh, at any point in any game, uh, just in this losing streak. And I mean, obviously, you could tell by the fact that they've lost nine games in a row, um, but they just haven't had. And, and Kyle Hendricks actually said this yesterday, too, that they just haven't had. It's always been one thing that kind of feels off or doesn't isn't working or, or is struggling. And that's obviously what has led to this just stretch. Um, yeah. I – they respond by, they're you know they're getting paid to play baseball. They come back here tomorrow or the next day or the next day whatever it takes and, and, and try to win that day. Um, I know Hap kind of got asked and he said everyone comes in here to the clubhouse. that like people are everyone's doing the right things according to Hap. Um, you know no one's coming in here. Again, everyone's everyone's coming in there doing the right things in the clubhouse pregame bullpen whatever it is that he can see. Uh, and then it's just, it's just not working out. So, yeah, I, I don't have an answer for how you respond to that. I don't know if they if they don't have any magical answer that's going to fix everything either. Um, and obviously, a rough a rough stretch already and coming up.
3: We just we've just been sitting here, honest. I mean, we've barely talked about the game. What is there to say? They lost nineteen to five. The top pitching prospect had an off night, and it's not we're not even really upset that he had an off night. We're just really upset about the fact that Frank Schwindel has more relief appearances than David Robertson over the last like five days. Like we've been sitting here discussing on how like before the all-star break, we need to hear something from someone in that front office or, or ownership or something like, like if it, if it was up to me, like Jed or Carter should, should be at the ballpark tomorrow, taking questions from you guys. Like, like, Ryan, you know me. Like, I, I'm the fan guy here. I get to do this. And you have to be objective, and that's okay. But, like, everyone in the chat, just any Cubs fan in general, like, there's just a lot of, like, we just don't understand why things are, have gone the way they have whenever we were told that this team was going to be competitive. And I know we can, you can strategically turn that around and stuff, but, like, Even Luke said that he didn't think this team would be this bad, and like, it's at a point where like, you you think that these two guys would be front and center to talk to the media about what is going on with this team. So that's one of the main reasons why we brought it up in a way.
0: Well, I'm I'm gonna be honest. If I was in, I mean, if I'm in their shoes, like I would not want to talk to the media every day. Um, if it was up to me, though, in, in my in my seat, yes, I would love to talk to Jed Hoyer tomorrow and, and ask questions. We did that a couple of weeks ago on the South Side um, after the whole transparency thing, um, uh, that, that stuff that happened with the the Marquee Sports Show, uh, and kind of grilled him on that. And you know, we did that. And Jed Hoyer, I mean, I haven't even seen Ricketts this year outside of you know on Fergie Day when he spoke on a podium. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I, I what was the question again? <laughs> I don't know if there was a question in there, actually.
1: I mean, I guess... The, the... Do you think anybody will uh, speak before the game tomorrow? That's a good way to put Ricketts, it. Ricketts, Jed, Carter. What do you think I the odds so. are?
0: I mean, I, I never can tell because I sometimes get there and I'm like, hey, we're going to have Jed over here in a couple minutes, and I'm just like, huh? Right. Like, what? What? Uh, so, I don't know. I in a perfect, I mean, in a in a in a perfect world, in a an accountable world, they would talk tomorrow, especially after these last two games, right? And in, in a in tra- a, a, a world where transparency and accountability really do mean something and mean something to them, they would come down and, and talk and answer our questions, but also answer you know let the people know like that they're listening. Is that going to happen tomorrow? I, I I really don't know. I it could go either way. Like, it could happen. It could That very well not. I
1: don't know. Obviously, Killian didn't have his best stuff. He certainly didn't have command. He was really wild, struggled right from the beginning. Um, Do we think he's going back to Iowa? Because I was saying before the game that I almost didn't care how he pitched tonight. I want him to stay here at this point, partially for the reason that we just saw unfold before our eyes the last five games. Like, if they're going to be this bad, what's the point of having Caleb Killian pitch in Triple A? Like, have him here learning at the highest level. Like, do we think, is there any sign that he's going to stay here? Or has that not been discussed yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the expectation is for him to be up for a little bit, kind of get a little more of a run. Um, You know, Ross talked about the opportunity. Obviously, the opportunity came through injuries. Um, Smiley, Drew Smiley's probably not going to be back for a couple more weeks. Strowman and... Uh, Miley, I still have double ditch I think double, no, but like 10, 11 eleven-ish days, respectively, on their uh, IL stint. So I, I, I think you could expect Caleb Killian to have a, a couple more turns to the rotation, um, at least get consistency. Uh, you know, Ross talked pregame, and and uh, I, he talked pregame just kind of about, you know, again, he's he's getting the opportunity because of injuries, but he's also earned the opportunity with the way he's pitched and. Um, you know, you, that's just kind of how it goes in Major League Baseball. Like stuff happens, and you get you get your opportunities through injuries or through however. And obviously, you um, you kind of your your actions and the way you play kind of helps you get more opportunities when you when you get those first ones. Um, but yeah, I, I think you get. I think you could expect a couple more turns to the rotation from Caleb. Um, obviously, he would like he knew he didn't have it today. He knew the command wasn't there. Um, and so, obviously, moving forward would like those starts to be better. Um, and he said he's going to go back, you know, try to figure out what, what it was that uh, was kind of not working for him today, which really – because outside of that, what, third inning, and it was nine nine-pitch inning, um, just really did, didn't have it. Just no command, you know, this the, the sinker. I think he went through it, like, m- for the most part for most of his pitches because he didn't have uh, a lot of, a lot of command with his secondary stuff. It was just – Again, not a good outing from him, but hopefully in these next couple ones, he gets a little, you know, a better routine and more consistency in the big leaguers in the big leagues, um, and can find more success like he did in his first start, which we we saw.
2: They did they talk at all about kind of where that lack of command may have come from mechanically, the heat, or anything like that? Because just looking, obviously, we all saw the command wasn't there, but a lot of stuff missing up especially. And as you mentioned, I think he threw like six breaking balls and that curveball is a big pitch for him. And you could kind of tell he tried to spin a few way up in the top of the zone. They just were not happening. Did they offer up any kind of thought on that or?
0: um You know, not, I think, I think that that's something that you kind of, they want to go look at the video and see if it's anything mechanical. I mean, you, you, you would look at uh, with Keegan, right? With Keegan, uh, I think it was in Baltimore. or Maybe it was even before that when he talked about, um, you know, he wasn't striding all the way or whatever it was, and he could see that on the video. So I think it's something that as when they go back to the video, they can identify. Um, I do know that Caleb kind of said he, he thought he was just trying too hard, um, aiming it, uh, trying to throw it to certain spots and, instead of just kind of letting it rip, which uh, I think is something that, the letting it rip part was something that have helped him have success his first start. Um, and then he said, yeah, he said, he was just kind of trying too hard, trying to aim it too hard, um, you know, pitching to a certain spot. So of just kind of, you know, throw instead of pitching. Um, and, and so if that's just, you know, the pressure, maybe the heat played a part in it. Um, yeah. It, it could also just be like, it's just one of those days and you just learn from it, you flush it you flush it, but you also, you know, figure out what went wrong, work on that in between starts and and try to, you know, address that and and be better next time.
1: I don't know what else to say about this team right now. I really don't like it. Like, I I don't know where they go. Yeah. Ryan, I told these guys at the beginning of the podcast, I said, this is the worst five game stretch I've seen in my lifetime. And we know I'm old. There's older Cub fans. And this, this has got to be up there for that too. 61 runs, five games.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy yeah. moly.
0: What is it, like 86? It's 86 84 to like 26. 26? 84 to like, 26
3: in the nine-game nine losing streak, yeah, yeah which is yeah. just. There's
0: not a lot. Of, yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot of positives to take away, and you know that. We see that. Like it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Anytime Frank Schwindel is pitching to end the game for you, that game obviously was not good, like, in the slightest. And yeah, I mean, Chris Morrell had a good day. The home run, Ian Hap got on four or five times. Um, speaking of which, I, I, I might have won. Me, who you got? I don't know for sure. Um, but just the small positives, and this is actually what Hap says. Like Happ said, winning. in a stretch, I
3: think I won. I I got hit a home I'm gonna I mm-hmm. what
1: what are the different stats? Moorel had a home run, an RBI single.
3: Two, it's an RBI two 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 RBI single, I believe. I think
0: morell has this one. morell probably has it. All right. So
1: like another one for Cody. I that's lose it. again.
0: Hap, Hap, Hap was... Just another loss. Four. What's my losing
1: streak? The Cubs Hap might four. want to know what do that. You know? Who you got? I got Soriano all jacked up. <laughs> I know was, exactly where, where you guys got this photo, too. I recognize the photo. That's interv that's uh beer money. <laughs> yep. You know exactly. Interviewing right. uh Either John Cusack or Kerry Wood. Yeah, it was John uh, Cusack. John Cusack. <laughs> yep,
0: pulled it off your Instagram. You shouldn't have called
1: him. I knew was I awesome. knew it. Uh, Soriano Nine was the highlight three. of this game. He was the highlight yeah. of the game. He was. Soriano in the stands. The guy that used to get booed sometimes at Wrigley Field yeah. and was, at that time, becoming a villain at the end. Yeah. In a Cubs uniform. Just realized he'd be the best player
2: on this team. They were winning when they took that photo on Marquee. They were winning four to two. Yeah. We were getting Soriano in a shirt that said "Hot Dad Summer." Well, yeah, look Th- at that things, right there. Though that's two Jack guys right there.
3: <laughs> uh, now I'm
2: in a good mood again. Hashtag gains.
1: Yeah. Hashtag
3: gains. That, that really was like my favorite moment of the game. Even even before, like, without all the scoring, that, it's. Uh, it's nice to see when the Cubs are highlighting other former Cubs outside of the four Hall of Famers. Yeah.
1: yeah and, and by the it's way. Somebody not from,
2: like, the 1960s. Right, it's nice. It's someone Rw- from my generation, yeah. me and Corey's
1: generation. Yeah. RWB on the chat, I agree. I don't know why he was so disliked. The guy ripped the quad off his bone. He wasn't the same player. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He kind it of. He still hit very, a lot of home uh, runs. Yeah.
0: It was it was very, like, he was like at first when I saw it was no, no, no. I was just saying, just today in general, like, walk up and I just see this guy walk out of the dugout and I'm like, is that Alfonso Soriano? Like, what is he doing here? I guess his son has, his son's travel team has like a tournament in Indiana. Uh, were they talking wow. about that on the broadcast? Probably. Anyway. Um, but he what did he say like, about
1: wanting to sing the stretch? S- Soriano, I guess, was asked before the game, are you going to sing the seventh inning stretch? And Paul Sullivan tweeted that his answer was, no, no, no. I don't think we're going to be here that long. <laughs> 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 oh, for his and, sake, I think we're all happy that he left before that. Jennifer Garner, did she stick it out to yeah. the end?
0: I think so. I, I could see where she was sitting. She was right behind home plate, and I, I would peek over her. And I'm like, yep, yeah, she's still here. She's still hanging out. I don't know if she made it to the ninth inning, but she was definitely here for the stretch.
1: I would never heard that she was a Cubs fan. I wonder you if neither. she was there for the Padres. Yeah. maybe Or just was in Chicago and was Robbie like, Gold yeah, let me go. Robbie Gold was
0: there, though, so,
3: you know, he's a Cubs fan. Good as gold, yeah.
0: Um, Rob Robbie Gold looked like he was up in like the rafters too. Like it, I, it didn't look like bleacher seats to me, or it didn't look like any of these ones like that they give the celebrities and stuff. It looked like he was up in, in the nosebleeds. So I'm like, I wonder where he. I didn't know where he was. I wanted to find it, but I couldn't find it. That's what it looked like. <laughs> he deserves better than that.
1: Hey, uh, Cody. By the way, what is your pick of the week?
3: My pick of the week. Yeah, points bet pick Ooh, of the week tomorrow. Probably going to take uh, Celtics. <laughs> I'll probably take the Padres too, but I'm you know, let's shift a little to the NBA Finals. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Celtics tomorrow at home. I think they're four point favorites. I think this series goes to seven. I'm on CHGO bets daily for the last I don't know month. I've been or well not month, but I've been riding the Celtics all playoffs uh, when they were in when they were playing Milwaukee. I said whoever wins that series is gonna go to the NBA Finals and win. I'm sticking to it. So they got to win tomorrow. Celtics minus four, slam it. Uh, also, shout out to the fake Clay Thompson guy. That is one of the more hilarious, unbelievable, one of the more hilarious videos I've seen on the internet.
1: <laughs> if you don't know that story and you're listening to this podcast, um, that Clay is the guy's name, and he looks, he makes money by looking like Clay Thompson. He went. He went to a game, a home game for Golden State for the NBA Finals, Game 5, and he's much heavier than Klay Thompson, but he looks like him. He actually got through like three layers of security before the game and shot around on the court for like 10 minutes before somebody realized, wait a minute, that's not actually Klay Thompson. He has now been banned from the arena. Yeah, you gotta like And a he said no it was worth it just to get yeah. to shoot around before game five. Yeah. How do you let oh, yeah. some random dude onto the floor to shoot around? And I'm gonna guess his shot's not as good as Clay Thompson. Like, <laughs> who's watching?
2: <laughs> Ten minutes. Right? Oh, like, yeah. wouldn't it take like four yeah. jumpers to
1: be like, that's not Clay?
3: Right.
0: Yeah. He yeah. airballed a
2: layup. He when, airballed a layup. Oh,
0: yeah, he did yeah. airball a
3: layup in this video, yeah. That that was probably when, when the well. people were like what is what is going on here?
1: So turn that into a Cubs story. Would you? What would be worth it for you as a Cubs fan? What experience would be worth it for you? You're a your season ticket holder, Corey, to never be allowed inside Wrigley Field again. Well,
2: who who what am would, I? Who am I claiming that I look like that? I'm trying to get past security. Well, I'm just like I think the closest comp in in body was like Zach Davies. I think I could have passed for Zach Davies. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd like to go out and throw a <laughs> few warm-up pitches I, I before think he comes physically in Physically, I it's... could have passed for Zach Davies, and at a lot of points last year, I don't think anyone would have questioned when I was giving up home runs whether or not I was Zach Davies. Right. On the current team, though, I, I don't think I could sneak in there. I uh, mean,
1: everybody's I been confusing me for
2: Soriano the last yeah. 48 well, the, hours. It's the, it's the Hulk Hogan-esque Pythons. Well, you know well, what I mean? Yeah,
1: right. What would they... What would they have to what would you do before the game or what experience would you have to have at Wrigley Field for it to be worth being banned from the ballpark the rest of your life?
0: You have to be on the mound. Take B P, you just
1: jump in with a uniform, start taking hacks during a World Series B P
2: I'd want to like run in on the dog pile when they win the World Series or something. What about like that. So, it so it would the, take a you know, lot?
3: Was it the was it the
2: Arrieta, Pir- Yeah, was it the Arietta game where the fan yeah. just like
3: ran out there in the wild yeah. at the end of the wild card yeah. game? Well,
1: it's also a felony, so you're yeah. you're getting arrested. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, you asked. I mean, well, I, yeah. I know. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just That's, curious. I, yeah, I would have. This to guy be was something like with, that, right? Yeah. I don't want to take, like.
2: I'm going to get banned for life for take BP. No. This
3: guy was okay no. with. the... 10 minutes of
2: well, shooting was an around. NBA
3: finals that game though.
0: Joel yeah. says just wear a hat and contacts you'd look like Cody Hoyer.
2: Me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen, let me look up Cody no. Hoyer real quick. I don't know if I've seen him enough. Got the same hair color, I think. But yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: I mean, but if you're wearing a hat, the hair color probably doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. I'm a relief pitcher, trust me. Don't Ryan, worry about
3: it. Ryan, you could be like <laughs> uh Manny Rodriguez. Just got to work out a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah, he's too Not easy. much.
1: Just do some of those Owen protein shakes. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. And get on the Soriano plan. <laughs> swole. Hashtag swole. Right? Look at yeah, that I guy. I should have asked
0: him what his workout. I should have asked him what his workout regimen was. But I didn't. Look Seriously. at him.
1: Hot dad summer. <laughs> Hot
3: dad summer. What a vibe. That was like peak Wrigley vibe right there. He peak does dad look vibe. a little
1: bit like somebody – Put one of those air pumps into him, and just like shh, 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 shh. Yeah. he's just like, like he's in he's jacked, but he's like inflatable Jack.
2: Yeah, he was hitting a hole. If you gave him a bath tonight, he was going deep. I firmly believe that.
1: I'm telling you, I would. I was all for it. I would. Wouldn't have been great if he took like BP.
2: Yeah, that would have been awesome. Just to see what he could do. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to be a clown show, let, I mean, at least yeah. let's oh, have yeah. some fun. Because as you said, like, it's not even fun. Like, when Rizzo pitched, uh, you know, uh, against Freddie Freeman, like, that was a bad game. We're all having good a good time. This isn't fun. This is, no. like, it's too many times. It's embarrassing. Like, they're, they're ruining something that usually is kind of fun and goofy. Like, yeah. some of the accounts on Twitter tweet a position player pitching. Like, this yeah. isn't funny. Like, this is a joke. Yeah. Every day this is happening? No. At least give us Soriano. Have him come out of the stands, onto the field, yeah. in the hot dad summer shirt. <laughs> let him pitch Did he even throw
1: out the ceremonial first pitch?
2: No, it was, mm-hmm. you said it yeah. was. Uh, oh, the, wasn't it the sky? No, that, no, that was yesterday. yesterday. Uh, so it wasn't the, Jennifer Garner the, and it wasn't Alfonso Soriano. Player,
3: maybe? Oh, yeah. Keegan Murray yeah. threw out the first pitch tonight. Iowa basketball. The Soriano
1: player. and Jennifer Garner were
3: there? Yeah. I don't even know if Keegan Murray's a Cubs fan. I mean, I,
0: yeah, and also Soriano was sitting in the stands. He didn't have a box or anything. They were just yeah. like
2: sitting him in the stands. No VIP. No the they, well,
1: they obviously asked him to do it because he was on the field before the game. Yeah. Saying was he wasn't going to do the seventh inning stretch because mm-hmm. he wouldn't be there that long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, wrap man. it up because it's just, it's one of those nights. It's, it's midnight now. We made it to morning, we did it, it's official. Uh, Ryan, exactly. thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it, and I know you got to get back to the ballpark tomorrow, where the Cubs will go for ten in a row.
3: <laughs> do we bring? Do we bring the bags against Joe Musgrove?
1: Ten straight losses. Listen, the goal—the well, goal, the goal for should tomorrow should not be a win. It should yeah. be allowing less than ten runs, yeah. keeping under double digits. When we
2: did the the preview on Sunday with Brendan at the end of every show. We always look ahead to the probables for the series and ask like, what are we looking for? And all I said was don't embarrass us again, like you did in New York. That's all I'm asking. I don't even care about player performance. And what do we have folks? Just constant embarrassment. Well, I'm going to go
1: go home and have some Ben and Jerry's. Uh, Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs post game show Podcast. Yes, they lost again who 19 pitched? to 5, the final. Joe of the Musgrove Padres.
3: versus who tomorrow? Ranch window. Uh, Swarmer. Swarmers. Swarmers, Swarmers tomorrow, Swarmer right? Tomorrow? Oh. Swarm of
1: bees coming at you.
3: Okay, pick of the week Swarmers. Padres money line, baby. Padres keep the faith, Cubs line.
1: fans. Keep the faith. We'll see you tomorrow.